I'm Tom Schultz, host of Voices of Montana. Thanks for joining us for the podcast today, brought to you by Blackfoot Communications. Does your home qualify for a $70 discount on your internet bill? Blackfoot Communications is proud to partner with the FCC to help ensure that households can afford the broadband necessary for work, school, healthcare, and more. For more information on this federal program and to see if your household qualifies for a discount on your internet service, visit goblackfoot.com slash ACP. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Let's get into some energy discussions here with uh, Mecca Montana Electric Cooperative Association, Ryan Hall, the comms director, and Mark Lambrick, the government relations director. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, I've been catching uh, many a hearing and you two have been awfully busy, haven't you? Ryan, how are you? Yes. Doing great, Tom. I hope you're uh, doing well there as well. Well, except for this, you know, ink disaster. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark Lambrick, how are you doing, sir? Talk to me. What's going how on at the Capitol? We had a, a real late night last night. We were here until about 9 o'clock. The, both the Senate and the House have been going through marathon floor sessions to try to finish up all business before the transmittal break. But we're having a good time. Number uh, number one issue, the uh, move-over bill. I think that's moving along, isn't it? Uh, yes, I, I like the pun there, Tom. Good job. Uh, <laughs> the move-over bill is moving along. Uh, we're really pleased with it. It got out of committee unanimously, had really strong votes in the House, uh, and went through Senate committee last week. So when we get back from transmittal, it should be on the Senate floor. has had real strong support, and uh, we're looking forward to that going Going strong. Yeah, for those who hadn't heard about it, yeah. it basically adds the uh, highway vehicles and utility service vehicles to the state's move-over law. So when our bucket trucks are on the side of the road restoring power or keeping the lines clean to keep the lights on, we ask that people slow down and move over if possible. And then, you know, after this bill passes, that'll be part of the law. You know, it seems like uh, that's a kind of a no-brainer sort of thing, but I think it, it highlights the importance of legislative sessions, Mark, because, um, I mean, there there have been some fatalities and around the country, uh, and it's just, it's common courtesy, I, I think, but you you kind of have to codify this to, to wake people up, don't you? Certainly, Tom. So you mentioned common courtesy. Unfortunately, it's not always common. Yeah. Uh, and neither is common sense, as you know. And so this would give us a, an opportunity to protect our linemen and making sure that they come home to their families each night. And putting it in the law is, is a critical move at this point. Yeah, and, and I'm sure employees, um, not just uh, electric cooperative employees, but all across the state of Montana will, will appreciate that. Um, keeping track of that, there's a big issue, though. And, and Mark, maybe you want to talk about it, Senate uh, Joint Resolution 10. And, and we have explored it here in great detail. It doesn't make a lot of sense, uh, but there's a proposal out there to breach Columbia River dams. Um, it would it would devastate, I think, um, and I, maybe devastate's a, a loaded word, but I think it would our our um, energy economy and 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 our availability. Um, you guys are addressing that. what's what's the discussion? Tell us how Montana um, you know feels about that. Yeah, great question. So, as you mentioned, the proposal was from Idaho Congressman Mike Simpson, uh, his proposal a couple of years ago to breach four dams on the Lower Snake River in southeastern Washington. So these dams provide uh, a good portion of the electricity in western Montana to about 220,000 Montana farms, ranches, homes, and businesses. Yeah. 
And so to lose that 2,600 to 3,000 megawatts of electricity uh, would be a very difficult uh, situation for Montana to replace that power. We, we distributed a, a graphic uh, to the senators and showed them exactly what that would require. So uh, take those dams out and replace that electricity would require, say, just for wind generation, uh, 2.3 million acres of wind turbines across the landscape to replace that power. And, of course, that power is not uh, base load power that's always available uh, like a hydroelectricity plant would be. So we asked Senator Mike Cuff uh, from Eureka to sponsor a resolution in the legislature, and it's SJ-10, and it would ask the legislature to express its opposition to breaching those dams uh, for a number of reasons, uh, the first of which is uh, what it would take to replace that power, but also we highlighted that uh, there's been a great deal of effort to address the issues that were brought up by those who proposed breaching them, such as uh, endangered, threatened salmon and steelhead recovery. There's been $16 billion spent by ratepayers to address those issues and install fish ladders and, and other uh, methods that are working. Uh, there's been salmon recovery and survival that exceeds 96%. So obviously those, that $16 billion is working. It's just not feasible or smart right now to talk about removing those dams. Uh, the resolution passed the Senate Energy Committee um, and then also recently passed the, the entire Senate on a uh, 98 to, or excuse me, 43 to 7 vote. Uh, part of the key of that was to getting, getting uh, Democratic support Got to give some credit to Senator Chester for communicating to Senate Democrats about his leadership role in the United States Senate on that issue. Uh, he's been working really hard on his colleagues in the Senate in Washington and Oregon to get them to understand uh, the challenges to the feasibility of, of removing those dams. Is there any anything that Montana as a state can do that, that puts teeth into... Um Know, uh, slowing this process down or even preventing this process? Well, sure. I would encourage Montanans to contact uh, their member of Congress uh, you know, and their senators and let them know that this is really important to them. Uh, right now, the, the White House Council on Environmental Quality continues to have non-public negotiations with some of the stakeholders on this issue. Uh, the idea there is to change the operation of these dams to make them less valuable for hydroelectricity generation. Uh, our position is that it's not appropriate for those negotiations to occur without industry involvement. Mm. Uh, but it's certainly our, our delegation can put some pressure on the White House Council on Environmental Quality uh, to move away from that. We're looking at energy issues in the 68th legislature, transmittal deadline, the halftime coming up here on Friday. Montana Electric Cooperative Representatives Ryan Hall, Comps Director and Government Relations Director Mark Lambrick with us. Um, the, the, the breaching dams thing, I, I guess I was uh, kind of also referencing if there's any, any, anything that the state legislature can maybe codify that, um, that, that puts some teeth into uh, well, how important it is. And I know maybe it's, it comes an awful lot at the federal level, but is there more that the legislature can do, I guess, than just study? 
Are, are we still talking about the dams here, yeah. Tom? Yeah, we are. Okay. Yeah, the, the resolution, I, I think, certainly expresses, uh, you know, the Montana legislature, and I know, you know, Governor Gianforte is with us on this, and, and I believe our entire delegation is as well. There's nothing that, they, that we could put into Montana statute that would have an impact over that that we're aware of. I mean, these are dams that are, that are in another state. They are part of the Bonneville Power Administration transmission system, so the power that is, that is shared in the Pacific Northwest region. Uh, but certainly this is a, a federal decision, so that's why I would encourage Montana to contact their, their delegation because that's where the pressure can be applied appropriately. Let's move over to HJ6. That's the House Joint Resolution uh, to, uh, to, uh, to uh, for an interim study to be formed to look at um, energy. They looked at reliability earlier. Uh, I think they're exploring energy options in this one, aren't they? So, yeah, you, you referenced the interim last year where the legislature uh, evaluated some resource adequacy issues yeah. for Montana, talking about grid reliability, transmission congestion, those larger issues that must be dealt with, but those are longer-term solutions that could still have to be addressed. Uh, what this resolution would do, and uh, this was before the House Energy Committee, and it, uh, it was passed by the committee on a 13-0 to zero vote. Uh, so what we encountered in Montana was uh, back in February 2021, uh, there was a situation where, with weather extremes, lack of available baseload electricity generation uh, to come to Montana. And so because Montana is becoming a state where we're, we're headed towards being a, a net importer of electricity rather than an exporter, which we've always been, uh, we're, we're finding situations where there's not always enough power available to meet all of the needs. And so uh, we drafted a resolution to try to deal with this problem in the near term rather than uh, the long-term issues of, of transmission. So what we would like the legislature to evaluate is the, to have the uh, industries in Montana and utilities have contracted reserves of power that, they can, that the balancing authority, in this case Northwestern Energy, can summon uh, to make sure that there's enough power to prevent rolling blackouts. Uh, the resolution would also consider giving uh, utilities and industries the flexibility to curtail their loads or you know, reduce their demand for electricity during those emergency situations to make sure that we do not have blackouts. Uh, the sponsor of the resolution is Representative Katie Zolnikov from Billings. Had a really good hearing and... Uh, we're looking forward to having those discussions over on the Senate side as well. And, and appreciate that. I know we'll, we'll catch up again um, before this, this session does conclude. Appreciate the time here today. I want to ask how many, um, how many hearings are, are you guys uh, testifying at? Uh, how busy is your guys' schedule today? Well, our, our schedule today is monitoring what's going on in the Senate and the House. There are no hearings today. Okay. It's all floor action. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're trying to get through dozens of bills uh, so that they can meet the transmittal deadline. Uh, but it has been a busy week uh, you know, engaging with the members in the House and the Senate on, on bills, making sure things don't go sideways. Uh, but we, we have been testifying on, on a number of hearings 
uh, not just our priority bills, but other bills that might might impact us. So it has been a really busy session. What's uh, what's the thirty second um, overview of energy and the sixty eighth legislature? Or take a minute, you know. I I would say that uh, so far everything's going really good for electric co op members. We've been able to get our priority bills moving along strong, and those bills that could harm our members or hurt rates. Uh, or access to power lines, which are reliable, affordable electricity. We always talk about. Uh, we've been able to do that. I think we're we're doing really well. We've got great relationships. Legislators really understand the importance of electric cooperatives and what we do for our members, and uh, have always been there and listening well this session. So I think right now the the energy front is positive, and I think uh, what we've set out to do, we've been able to do so far, and. And things are looking pretty bright uh, going forward. Mark, anything to add? Yeah, I would agree with that. And, you know, I've been really impressed with both the House and the Senate. There's so many members that are really interested in energy. They understand yeah. the importance of electricity to our daily lives and our economy. Uh, so we've had several opportunities to, to help educate particularly new members about not just electricity, how it works, and how important it is, but just what a co-op is. And where co-ops came from and why they were necessary. So really appreciated those opportunities. Yeah, good to hear that, too. And good report. Thank you, guys. Thanks for the work you're doing there, too. Ryan Hall and Mark Lambrecht from Montana Electric Cooperatives Association. We will catch you guys down the road. Enjoy your halftime break. Thanks. Thanks, Tom.